I'm Vicki Merrick. The local food report's up next with Elspeth Hay. And this time, Elspeth talks with an entomologist at the UMass Cranberry Station in Wareham about bumblebee diversity. For decades, Anne Avril has been researching how our agricultural systems impact native bees. We've been studying the bumblebees, the diversity and abundance for 30 years now. And what we see is that we're losing diversity of species. So that if you go back to 1900, there were 12 or 13 different species, Bombus perplexus and Bombus vagans. Bombus affinus, Bombus fervidus, Bombus terricola, Bombus sandersoni. But by 1950, about, I don't know, maybe a third were already gone. Today in Massachusetts, we're down to seven species. We have lower diversity, but we've got about the same number. We've got the same abundance of bumblebees. And that's because one species, Bombus impatiens, the common eastern bumblebee, has become very, very common. And so when you go out and you look at bumblebees and you see lots and lots of workers out foraging, more and more often it's the case that it's simply the same species of bee instead of the wide diversity that we used to have. Anne says this is a result of changes in the way we live on the land. Different species of bumblebees prefer different habitats. Our region went from mainly forests to mostly farms to being more and more built up and paved over, leaving little habitat for bee diversity. In terms of food security, this is worrisome. Systems are more stable when you have greater diversity. From the sole point of view of the farmer, they're relying now on a single species of bumblebee and migratory beekeepers. Migratory beekeepers are honeybee keepers who travel the country with their hives. Most big farms rely on them for pollination. In cranberries, for example, Anne estimates they pollinate 95% of the crop. And as we all know, the honeybees are really challenged. So that's a, that's a weak link. And then if we have a single species of bumblebee, um, Bombus impatiens, that common eastern bumblebee, if a pathogen moves in or if there are bad years. Lots of um, times we see with native bees that there are these huge fluctuations in populations depending on weather events. So that right now all of the queen bumblebees of all the different species are establishing nests for this coming summer. And if it was cold or rainy or windy or um, conditions weren't good for those queens to set up nests, then populations of the colonies, the colonies will be low over this coming season. This lack of diversity means our pollinators, and by extension a lot of our foods, are really vulnerable. I asked Anne, what can we do to rebuild diversity? I think the idea of setting up pollinator gardens and pollinator meadows is it's a it's a good idea, but it's it's kind of a, a simple band-aid in the sense that These bees need nesting sites and they need landscapes where the populations are connected. What we really need, Anne says, is more wild lands. Historically, we've defined wilderness as lands set aside free from human touch. But it doesn't have to be that restrictive. More and more, creative farmers are rewilding their fields and growing food at the same time. For example, a British biologist who rewilded a meadow in France with the help of some goats counted 16 species of bumblebees where there used to be only a handful. 
The more flower species he had, the more kinds of bumblebees showed up. It turns out diversity is contagious. For WCAI's Local Food Report, I'm Elspeth Hay. We've got links to find out more about bumblebee diversity and the idea of farming while rewilding right on our website at capeandislands.org. The Local Food Report was edited by me, Vicki Merrick, and produced by Atlantic Public Media in Woods Hole. Thanks for listening.